what's going on boys and girls it's tom and it's jamie welcome to the chronicles of podcast the chronicles of 2003 2023 a lovely thing to call your husband's pecker that isn't it the never region so close to the never 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 regions isn't it just the never going near those regions anymore now Not when i saw you in the lineup i was like oh my god i'm emailing rob i was like i've got to have him on the show oh, well absolute yeah. pleasure you know it's um because like, we, we start we've started we're start, we? oh, yeah yeah, yeah you know it's the, the podcast soft start uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Lure you into a false sense of security. Um, no, genuinely, I discovered you are. You did a Comedy Central um, stand-up bit where you talked about your dog on Christmas. Yes, and that, Ronnie. That absolutely destroyed me on so many levels. To the point I was like, you need to watch this video. Uh, and that was my first introduction to you. Oh, thank you um, very much. That video keeps getting taken down. I've noticed. I couldn't find it. Yeah, well, yeah. well I'll send you a copy of it. Yes, please. I can send you a hard copy of it. That it, it, every time. I, was, I said, because obviously you hear from the mighty Sheffield. Yeah, well, originally from Macclesfield, but Macclesfield, Sheffield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. So all those those areas. Because my entire family from Sheffield. And Are they whereabouts? Uh, my mum was from Jordanthorpe, and my dad was Low Edges. Amazing. Great names of places, isn't no, it? No, absolutely. Jordanthorpe, Low Edges. <laughs> I just love the way you sounded northern <laughs> saying those names. That's right. <laughs> Dirtington, <laughs> Grindstone, <laughs> Shitfield, I love it. Uh, Glossing a distance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird. Eckington, uh, yeah. Eckington, Utterford, <laughs> Bollocksbrook, <laughs> Maxbrook, Coxbrook. <laughs> Some of these are real, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So I can't be wrong. But anyway, how are you? <laughs> That's the real place. How are you doing, Robert? You I'm well? very well, thank you. Delighted to be here. Just um, just arrived and uh, Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think that's an age thing rather than uh, being out of my place. And uh, and I'm proud to say, actually, I'm always a bit worried about when you parachute into a festival that you you know you you off vibe. Yeah, that's a very uncool word to use. But. Um, I've just, I already stink, so I feel quite, I feel like, you know, I might smell like I've been here for five days. One of us. One of us. I last night in Langoflin, right? And I stayed in an eco pod because I wanted a cheap hotel after the gig. But I emceed it, so I was on and off a lot, but I got very sweaty because it was very hot. Then I stayed in this eco pod at this farm somewhere in I arrived at half 11 I had a late check-in and the sat nav went you're there and I, and I got off the bike and, and, it, and it was pitch black just this desolate farmyard that looked like a myriad of different ways you could dispose of um, you know entrails <laughs> and, uh, and then I was just about and all these dogs started barking I thought I was going to get attacked and I, and I turned the bike back round and then just got on it and then this bloke went hey hey come here and I went hey! and Took me helmet off, I had earplugs in, so I was already shouting at him. <laughs> and, uh, and he went, Are you a Russian man? He's going to be staying here. I went, No, I'm not, I'm not Russian. And, um, 
And then I said, well, my name is Rouse. Maybe that's where I And basically, it was through booking.com or something. Okay. I didn't have a phone number or anything. And I thought I was being chased off a farmyard. Although, you know, <laughs> farmers like, might have a gun or anything. <laughs> anyway, it turns out he was actually there to show me to the eco pod. Oh. <laughs> but it was, you know, it's quarter to 12, pitch black, and he was wearing a vest. So I felt out of my death. Oh, my God. <laughs> a lovely man, Dave. He was a lovely man. Lovely man. Very strong hands. And a man of few words. But very welcoming and he took me also, I had to follow him on his quad bike but you know, you know when you like sheep farms that are really like they're, when they're really kind of desolate yeah gorse everywhere sheep wool all over the place rocks it was like that just kind of land only sheep could live in I followed him on his quad bike and it was like I was suddenly in junior kickstart on my, on my bike just kind of I'm very pedestrian ride then it was having a, and it was like wheels were spinning and all I thought it was going to fall off. <laughs> anyway, followed for about five minutes into the middle of I don't know the language. Yeah, you can, yeah, go, yeah. Fucking nowhere. <laughs> it really was. And, uh, and this little pod. And, uh, and he went, uh, sorry about the flies. That's the leak. And there's fucking flies everywhere. And, uh, and, and this little kind of ear pod with a bed in it. And then he took me around the corner and there was a shed with a, a like a soil cropper in it that looked like, um, you know, the shed from Jesse's Diets on the fast show where you come out and go, Oh, yeah. We, oh, it's mostly been eating. Turn it. <laughs> yeah. And then he just, and then he just fucked off and left me there. And then it was amazing. There was no phone reception, no nothing. And then I cut the canterbury, so I just got shit faced and I'll be back and I put the stars covered in flies. And I went to bed about half one and then woke up just sweating. Oh, sweating like oh. a bastard. Because there's no curtains. Um, and then just tied a t shirt around my head. Like, <laughs> took myself hostage. And then I uh, think I sort of slept on and off till 10. But very, very, very sweaty and there's no shower. So there wasn't even any Belinda wipes. So, um, so I, I humped. You'd be alright, you'd be fine. You'd fit right in because obviously we've all been here for like four or five days, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you're on to a winner there. Are I'm you? surprised. Have you had a white round? Um, yes, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to have a daily daily baby wipe, wipe. It's got to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yourself all fresh. the crevices and properly cleaned up. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, are you excited for your set later? I'm looking, really looking forward to it. I, I really like. Uh, I've only been here about an hour, but uh, I've had a bit of a chat around. Uh, struggled to get out of backstage. Me and a, another man ended up almost crying in the corner of the <laughs> corner of some steel fencing. Really working out, we weren't fit enough to leap over it. And then we escaped through a gift shop. Oh, I was in a gift shop. And, uh, and, a, and a lady who uh, didn't, you know, was almost initially freaked out when we were behind the counter. And then I went, Willow, we're stuck! Or I was crying until she let us out. Maybe it was a vape store or something. Anyway, so I've now escaped and. Uh, and everyone has been just delightful. I think there's a thing, I've always had a theory with, because uh, it's kind of, it's like metal and hard rock, isn't it, yeah, this festival? Yeah. yeah. I always think, um, well, I like, I like hard rock. I like being music like that, but, and I like all sorts of music, but I, I always find people who really do hard rock and metal, they're generally incredibly gentle, sweet people. They just like to listen to things that are really loud. Yeah. But they but they're generally like the kind of the nice people. They were at school. The sweethearts. You know. They were shy around uh, the opposite sex or the same sex of whatever they were into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, potentially late bloomers. Yeah. All of these brackets I fit well into. So I'm very I feel very comfortable here. 
Good. It's really nice. That's yeah. absolutely incredible. I mean, I, I know you've only been here for an hour, like you say, but are you hoping to check anybody out before you go yes, on? Yes, I'm definitely. Well, so I'm, I'll be. Whoa, Christ. Me 50 next March. And, um, and I remember buying 100 Reasons album when I lived in a, a shared house in. Um, in London, yeah, we have a little uh, smelly room in the house there, and I really like that first album. So I'm going to go and see how they've see how they've aged. Yeah. But I hear they still sound amazing, so I'm really looking forward to seeing them. And I and I just realised, I just bought, once I escaped out to the, the tuck shop, D Mob Happy replaced another band. And I asked a, a young man who was very helpful when they were on, they said they'd already missed him. So I'm a bit gusting, oh, oh, I'd like to sure. travel back in time and watch them. Um, and I, then I'm, I'm just going to wander around with him. I just watched the band in, what that red one is? Oh, that one? Is that the cave or the Axiom? There's, there's two, yeah, there's two, yeah. I don't know who's on now, but a young lady with pink hair fronted a band. I have, uh, brilliant, I absolutely brilliant. We could check on the lineup, do they work? Let's work it out. Let's just drop in and edit. The but they were very good. Why not? Good. Very poppy, very loud, but really. Is it so? Yeah. Right. Makes me realise we're in safe hands. Because yeah. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because because there aren't as many music shows on the telly as there used to be. That like I grew up in the era of obviously Top of the Pops. Yeah. Someone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The Word, The White Room, CDU. I remember seeing the Food Fighters on CDUK playing oh, times like these yeah, for the first time. Okay. And then there were so many avenues where live bands would be on TV. Now, the, there isn't that. So you, the, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a preconception that there isn't, there aren't that many like bands, like your know, organic bands I think. But it's fucking loads of it. Yeah. You've, just got to, you've just got to know where to look up here. It was Black Honey. That was Black Honey. Yeah. They were great. I've never heard them before, superb. I should look them up and, and uh, I've listened to their latest long player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have been looking forward to seeing themselves. Yeah, they were brilliant. Yeah, and there was people singing along and I thought, I don't, you know, of course I don't, I'm not across everything, but everyone was singing along and it sounded great, really melodic, heavy, and she was really cool. Just bustle out shapes and <laughs> attitude, the Iggy Pog would have been proud of. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. Have you done many of like your comedy shows at music festivals before? Yeah, I remember in fact uh, uh, doing a full tent at Reading Festival just as Biffy Clyro came on stage. Oh, fucking hell. And it was, I remember it, it was, I mean, essentially it was fucking impossible. <laughs> it, was, it was all coming, like the sound was coming right through the back of the tent. Yeah. So it was one of those ones where you can't actually hear the words coming out of your own mouth, but you just have to trust. But the audience could hear, and they, and they were lovely, you know, they, they were, the crowd were lovely. But uh, I don't remember hearing anything that I said. <laughs> it was louder what was coming through than the sound in my own skull reverberating. Probably just asking you like singing Biffy Faradays back at everybody. Exactly, But yeah, so, there was a low, yeah, so, you know, Latitude, Glastonbury, Reading, Leeds, all the V festivals over the years, and yeah. They get that, I, I, it's really, really good fun. I think, I think sometimes like, the comedy tent feels like everyone's sort of sorted out or they, they've come because, oh, Kurt, so what? I just need to, I just need something else. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll see. But I'm really looking forward to it. And I love, Richie runs it, he's great. And, and um, yeah, I, I think I just, I, I, I've got a good feeling about it. 
Yeah. Nice beat, it'll be fun. I've got a song I'm going to sing as well. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's really I'm heavy. I'm so excited. Heavy. It's a heavy song. Well, we love talking to people at these festivals because like, part of the reason we're doing this this weekend is to talk about the importance of festivals. Because, mm. you know, people, everyone just acts like one big family. Yes. Like, you could, we met you, what, five, ten minutes ago? We've been having an absolute laugh. I don't think I've seen him laugh this hard in, like, all weekend. Oh. And it's amazing. And we've I've actually moved into yeah. your spare room. I've yeah. already <laughs> moved this far. I thought oh, that's what the best said. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. 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 Crazy on the sofa now, Tom. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> right. um, that's, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's been back. <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's this great feeling that if someone would just walk up into the street and she'd be like, hey, you, let's have a beer. they like, fuck off. I don't know the how you are. Yeah. But here, yeah. it's, yes, come on, man, let's go. I'm buying. Yes. But yeah. as, a, as a comedian, as an artist, when you're on stage and you're talking to an audience, do you feel that like everyone's just there for that common ground? That's just that break, that getaway. Well, I think, I think that's, that's, that's your goal, whatever the gig is, really, is to, is to just, is to get, Get loose and 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 death or glory, basically. Yeah. The, the, wor- the worst feeling you can ever have, I think, in it for any performer is if you feel like you you somehow shrunk, or the or, or the environment made you shrink, and you didn't lay it all out on the table for, for better or worse. That, I think that's what it's all about, and I think I think at festivals that's what people people are after. Yeah. Definitely, because they they, they could be you know they might have a bit of a fog. But you've got to get through, you know, really depending on what they've been uh, up to for the rest of their day. So you've just got to, yeah. But also, it's also about trust, isn't it? Like that, that very thing you're saying, it's about meeting in the middle, isn't it? And, that, and, and that's what you try and do as a stand-up with an audience. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a deal. It's a 50-50 relationship. I mean, I, I find, you know, if you're in a comedy club or something, or a theatre you know, or an art centre, and everyone's taking it seriously. Oh, it's pretty fucking over. The very fact that you're there are human beings sat there in chairs who bought tickets to watch another human being say things into his microphone with the aim of making them laugh. It's already absolutely fucking ludicrous. It's, it's a stupid situation. So to take any of it seriously is, is moronic, isn't it? So I, that's what I love about... Uh, that's what I love about talking. It's about... And it's funny, after a, when you have that really good gigs, uh, I just feel calm afterwards. It's not like an adrenaline rush. It's like, and I feel really relaxed and at ease, if that makes sense, because it feels like all disconnected. And I think that just taps into something very deep within us as, as animals. Right. I mean, and, and music does that too. And you know, that, I, that's what's special about music. It's, it, it's always the greater than the sum of its parts, isn't it? It's something, something magical happens. There's notes bend and things infuse and ah, beautiful. You're absolutely right. And another reason we like talking to people at festivals and the importance of these festivals as well is, as we mentioned you before, we affiliate with Sophie Lancaster Foundation. And you know, people are out there. They're getting. Bullied again, abuse held at them. They're constantly looking over their shoulder for for wanting to be who they are. At the end of the day, like yeah. they want to have dyed hair, they want to paint their nails and whatnot, but they feel like they can't. So these festivals are a great place for people to just come and be themselves and just relax. Yeah. And you're saying you're saying you know you grew up listening to like hard rock and metal. And stuff. Like, is that something you've ever had to experience in your life growing up being treated differently because of the music you listen to, or whatever it might be? Well, I mean, I was I was small. So I was little, so probably, you know, classic defence mechanism. 
of, of, of taking jokes and, and pissing around in order to deflect aggressions, yeah. yeah. stuff like that, I suppose. And uh, I was, I was, I was shy. Not, not like Orville the dog. Did you know? Like, I'm fucking snack cake. It couples out. It's much funnier. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was shy. I know I was small, and um, and uh, maybe I. Yeah, it's a bit looking. I'm a bit. It's hard. It's hard because I'm so, so old. I can't really remember. But I couldn't. I remember when I was little. I couldn't pronounce the R's. And, and I think it would. I think that's the thing. Is every single human being you meet has got stuff they will be dealing with and they're insecure about and I think I was thinking about this very subject and I was doing I was just thinking about the podcast and and, and researching the charity a little bit as well and just thinking at its core I think and I, I was trying to look at what I thought about it and I think ultimately what we have the differences between are what makes humanity fascinating aren't they and at the dip differences are why you go I'm going to go over there for a minute or why I'll look at that leaf or that plant or I'll try and eat that or I'll talk to them or I'll look at that hill because I've not do you know what I mean yes. and, and, and every single thing about being alive is about moving from one state to another and, and without everyone being individual the differences life would be unbelievably dull so it so it it, it it makes it. That's the ultimate tragedy of of what the charity is is is, is trying to not not the tragedy charity but the charity of the incident that the charity has built of um, to to try and counteract is human beings being themselves, and it's it's horrific that that could happen to anyone, whoever they are, wherever they're from. And however they present themselves, or 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 they look, it, it just, it's just insanity. It's insanity. It's insanity. Is there. And and um, and I, you know, this yeah, the solution is just love and respect and warmth, isn't it? And interest and in be. And I, I'm very lucky that I've got two little kids now, eleven year old, a fifteen year old. It's a and. Um, and the thing that we've always tried to cultivate in them is to be inquisitive about everything. Ask questions, to be inquisitive, to be nice. That's all you want from humanity. And, 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 that's, and that's what people are here for, isn't it? That, that's why people come to, when you put things on, that's why people care to. And, and you know, there are so many amazing, beautiful, wonderful people doing brilliant, wonderful things every single day. 24 7 if you don't hear about it as well you know, and and um yeah so it's always worth remembering that as well isn't it there are loads of yeah so all that classic quote uh which you can't remember tell me why the bad things happen but look at all the people helping yeah and that's what it is isn't it it's, it's a simple choice isn't it and maybe you know i i don't know like raising kids as well at this point in time and you know, social media is a double-edged sword, isn't it? Of, of help, but also constant analysis. I think it's really being a teenager is hard enough, yeah. and working out where you are, and and that thing you have, you eventually realise as you get older that no one actually is the things that you're worrying about inside. What will they think? People aren't even thinking about that because they're thinking about their own stuff. 
So that's the biggest thing you can say to teenagers is don't worry about anyone else to meet you. Because they're not even thinking about you, not in a bad way, but in a good way. Yeah. They're thinking about their own stuff. So you just get on and live your life and, and be yourself, you know. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. Like, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. What a world, eh? That's crazy. It's, it's not, I mean, especially with teenagers now with all the social media, with your Snapchats, they can film everything. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I, I wouldn't like to be growing up right now and this, I'm happy with the generation I grew up in. Yeah. I think it's a lot harder these days. I think, yeah, well, that's, I mean, it's funny because our son, we managed to hold off him getting his smartphone till he was 14. And that was just a decision we thought as an experiment. We were like, well, fuck it, let's just see what happens. Yeah. We'll say no. Give him a little Nokia boat to let us know where he is or he wants to bring people and text people. And then eventually, um, he's bought his own one. He plays the drums, plays the piano. We did some gigs last week with Nick Helm that I'll tell you about in a minute. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, and he teaches kids piano and drums now. He's 50. Oh, wow. Beautiful boy. Wow. So he's bought his own phone. He's got his own phone. So the gloves are off. We can't, you know, yeah. do anything about it now. But that's happened. But hopefully, you know, he's gonna, he's got to find his way to be navigating it. And it is that difficult thing when you've got kids of saying, get up, you know, actually look at me while we're talking, or let's have oh, a conversation, yeah. let's be here. But you have to come from a place of compassion that really hard for like it's really hard for us as adults who didn't who grew up without them and then got them to to cope with our addiction to it. So I mean it's it's literally like a crack pipe in a teenager's pocket, isn't it? Yeah. But but the dopamine crack pipe. It's really I don't know what the answer is. It's really but certainly I think this is part of it. I don't see everyone in the same round on their phones. I don't see young people sat and just on the phone. Yeah. They're dancing around, having a great time, talking, sat around campfires. That's what it is. So these things are doubly fully in me. I've so reasons. They're real, aren't they? Stuff's really happening here. Words. Uh, you mentioned your rehearsal shows with Nick Helmley has been doing. Like, how have they been going? It was, it was brilliant. Well, so we've, we've set up a bunch of gigs in the villages near where, where we live now. Okay. Called the Comedy Village. We did yeah. one in uh, one in Baslow, one in Bamford, and one is near uh, Beam, the Plague Village. They do all in little village halls, about 100 people. And we got Nick up to do him, and uh, I did this incident inside the anniversary of his album Pont and Heavy. That was a fucking great album, but it's hilarious, and they're great songs. And, uh, and, he, and he came up to do him, and me and my son formed his backing bands. We did like a two-piece. Oh, mate. Backing band, and it, was, and it was so much fun. And at the end of the third gig, I just went to my son, lad, so there you go, there's, there's your money. And he wasn't expected to get paid anymore. And he's like, it's the first professional gig. Lads He's doing it. School talent show this afternoon. That's oh, <laughs> great. You don't but, get paid for that one. But what? certainly, music for him, like, is. I'm so glad he's found it because it's. He's made so many connections with, like, really. He's made really good friends who play music. And, like, every weekend, they're just in the garage, at our house, rehearsing, 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 rehearsing. And it's. I couldn't. Do you know when that's time where they're not on their phones, they're doing something really productive, creative, and it's just, yeah, it's beautiful. Right. Excited. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you've also got a podcast mm. called The Unlikely, Unlikely Weightlifters. The Unlikely Weightlifters, yeah. What it's, a sensation. Well, it's, it's me and my mate Tom Rigglesworth, who's a really funny comic from Sheffield. And um, in lockdown, so basically, long story short, yeah. 
I built uh, a granny annex in our gardens for my mother-in-law, Jane, who's 84. Uh, she might not listen to this, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I, I'm sort of a keen amateur builder. I like making things. Uh, so, you know, dovetails into all creativity, I think. And it was inspired by a builder friend of ours called Pete, who did some work at our house years and years ago. I remember saying, Pete, can we do... And he just... You know, usually builders go, well, I'll, I'll cost you. Yeah, yeah. I'll cost you. Pete went, we could do well. <laughs> oh, and I fell in love with him. He's a little round fella. And one of his eyes looks outwards. Yeah. And, um, and he'd be the first to say that. I'm like, you know, just trying to paint a picture of him. So, but the guy, and not, not but, and he's a genius. So having had that conversation, that he just casually just picked up uh, a Ruby's cube. It was all scrambled up while I was making him a cup of coffee on the first day and he just finished it, had to back down there. And I thought, here we go, <laughs> this guy's amazing. And, um, and he basically, when I decided I wanted to build this annex, uh, he came over for about four hours and, and said, this is how to build it from the ground, but timber frame building, insulated, all that kind of stuff. So he's, and he's become a really good name, Pete. And I'm it's brilliant. And um, so we had to build this thing, but my back's always been quite shoddy and tall. Yeah. Um, he's, he's about 6'5", incredibly skinny, and he took, um, in his own words, he took an online uh, BMI test. So, turned out he was medically emerfiant. It was like an extra from Tenko. So he took it upon himself to put on like 20 kilograms just so he didn't have any more back problems. He's got a little bit of twin girls. He was picking them up and he'd bang and go out. So we started, we thought we could start weightlifting, but not like, we're scared of gyms, because all, you know, all the posing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the, the light print things. But realised that Tom went did a deep dive, but if you do squats, a bench, a press of some sort, and a deadlift, those are three big, they're called compound exercises. It's all you need to do. It's all functional strength. And we did it for nine months, and I built the Yannings. It took me six months, and they had one tweak in me back. It's wow. amazing. And I lifted everything on site, everything into place. Um, but we started doing it in lockdown when weights got really expensive. So we had to cast our own weights out of concrete uh, using Haribo tins and, uh, <laughs> and builders' buckets. Recently, them like cakes. And yeah, yeah. They're just pouring bags of post green in. And then putting them on weighting scales and then writing down how heavy they were. <laughs> so we started like, with homemade weights. And then the guy who listened to the podcast, this guy Lee Jones Jr. runs some gigs in the Midlands. It's a really nice fella. He's a he's a cruiserweight boxer. He's a world champion. And he went, and he went. Oh my God! I've been listening to the podcast. I love it. And uh, but I can't listen to you fucking lifting those concrete <laughs> weights with all the dust falling out of them, wrapped in parcel tape. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and he just gave me an Olympic bar and some weights that I've said, look, if you ever want them back, that these are on loan as far as I'm concerned. But. We built our own homemade lifting racks and stuff. Oh, that's incredible. But it's, um, yeah, and Tom built his on a one-in-one hill in Sheffield overlooking Door and Totley. It looks like, you know, looks like Sheffield's only legal crucifixion. <laughs> so we meet up once a week and we do our exercises together. But most of all, we just talk absolute shit. And, um, and that's the podcast, is we, the conversations we have in the rest periods. Oh, man. So, so we just, a lot of them were out of breath, or we could hear a ringing in our ears. And then it was weird. And then and then the last four or five episodes, we started talking about um, if anyone wants to get on board with the Lonely Way, lift his podcast. And uh, if you jump in now, maybe pull back four or five episodes to make it make sense. But um, 
we're, we're currently uh, doing a project called Pancage UK, uh, whereby we are building up um, a diagnostic picture of all of the pancages across branches of TK Maxx in the UK. So I don't know where you buy your pants, but I'm at a stage now where I buy mine pant cages at TK Maxx. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you're in your, your, your Ralph Lorenz, uh, yeah. you know, your JCB, or some eight diggers, you know, um, all sorts of different pants, your Reeboks, whatever you want, all packed to trunks. Hopefully, uh, uh, but we realised, me since we both bought our pants from these pant cages. So we started talking about it, and people started getting it. Some said they also bought theirs from pant cages. <laughs> So we started doing reviews where we covertly go in and review the pant cage of different branches. Oh, said it's nice fucking sensational. And, and what we're looking for is, obviously we're looking for the general vibe that's yeah. important of the pant cage. Where it's located in the store, what's in proximity to, you know, homes and gardens, you know, uh, giant, uh, giant ornamental boxes of bath salts, those kind of things. <laughs> It's, the CK Max is it's like it's like an indoor market. It? Yeah, like, yeah. We used to go on the market, the Tuesday man, for pants and jeans, and now you go to TK Max, don't you? And buy all the jeans that you know got left behind, but they're still perfectly good for knockdown prices. And your pants are in cages. Um, so we're looking for yeah, uh, general vibe of the pant cages. We're looking for percentage of boxes open. Okay. <laughs> Some of them look like they've been savaged. I did a report down from the Ballant Branch with uh, Rachel Paris, the comedian off the Bashapur. Yeah. She came in with me and she did a part of the book with me. <laughs> oh my God, it looked like, it literally looked like a, a Tasmanian devil had been through it. We found everything in that pant cage. We found, um, found a sports bra in the pant cage. I know, I'd say about 75% of the boxes torn open. Devastation. Uh, we found litter. Um, there's a light coming on your camera there, don't there? Does that mean, is that a problem? Do we run out of battery? Oh no, it's fine. It's okay. Just said oh. it's, it's too far away. Yeah, no, it's too far away, it's fine. Um, yeah, we found all sorts. Detritus, you know, socks. Socks! In a pancake. Unbelievable. <laughs> Outrageous. But conversely, Tom did um, um, Sheffield South, and it was absolutely pristine. My wife did Hull, while she was in Hull. <laughs> and, uh, you know, great shape in Hull. So, so we're basically building up a picture of all the pancakes and people have been sending their own in. That's so amazing. People going into TK Maxx and covertly recording themselves or filming themselves. I mean, because there's a frisson example when you, you know, buy the pancakes. Uh, yeah. Potentially breaking the law. I don't know whether they're breaking the law, but it's all in good faith just to help build up a better picture of the pancake situation across the UK. It's called Pancakes UK. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you get your pants? You get yours. Primark. Primark. So similar. Do they have a cage format in Primark? No, unfortunately not. It's racked. It's racked. Okay. Wow. So you what on shelf? Shelving you? Yeah, like on the hooks. Web base on hooks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your classic. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, your classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Fronted on stock. Yes. And and what percentage of them would you say have been opened? Probably not a whole lot, to be honest. Ballpark, what do you reckon, Tom? Oh, <laughs> probably about 15%. Okay, yeah, it's quite high. Yeah. Quite high. Some of it in box. There's a lot of Primarks owed or Carbon Klein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. that's the thing that's struggling with TKMS. There's so many different brands of pants out there. I'm currently wearing um, a bamboo pants uh, sauce at TK Maxx, which, has a, which wicks moisture away from the skin. Oh, oh okay. Cotton does. I found, um, yeah, a Calvin Klein, which is heavy cotton, isn't it? 
can lead to a bit of chafing. Yeah, which is not possible. Yeah, and a bit of hoop, a bit of hoop damage. That's terrible. Whereas a wicking fabric, it's really, it's cut, it's, as we speak, it's drawing moisture away from my, <laughs> my various cleavages. It's tremendous. Tremendous. Oh, oh, Rob, this is absolutely sensational. Kind of thing you're after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never know with these. That last bit you nailed. No, I'm joking. That was absolutely incredible. <laughs> Seriously, phenomenal. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Really nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Um, Thank you so much, Rob. Do you have any recommendations for me for and before 100 Reasons, John? I'm going to go see them. 100 Reasons is what I was going to. I'm coming to you. So. Great. All right, then. Well, there we go. That's the festival song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're our headliner tonight, Rob. Oh, Job done. Amazing. Well, Jamie's going to see Delilah Bomb. Amazing. Delilah yeah. Bomb. Delilah Bomb, but she's on at the same time as 100 Reasons. Right, okay. Where's she playing? She's playing on the forest stage. The forest stage. All of that will have happened by the time. Pretty much, yeah, but really. <laughs> very nice to talk to you. I knew my friend, thank yeah, you so much. Good idea. Just it's starting to rain as well. Oh, spilled us down the rain.